Hi, and welcome back to Reach for Wellness, a video podcast by Community Reach Center. We are located in the Adams and Broomfield counties. I'm your host, Vanessa Alarcon. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed addictions counselor. I'm so excited to have Laura Border here today. Laura Border is a licensed professional counselor, a licensed addictions counselor, and is a program manager of one of our school-based districts. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vanessa, for having me. Yeah, Laura, what kind of things do you do in your day-to-day managing a school-based program? Oh, there's so many things I don't, not sure that one day is exactly the same, even though we do have a lot of the same tasks. Um, I started here just about seven years ago at Community Reach Center. Uh Um, This is actually my 22nd year in community mental health, however. um, The only job I've ever really wanted, going into my bachelor's degree and my master's degree, and children were my focus always. Um, Back in Arizona, I did pilot a school-based program and only left that job after 15 years because I moved here. So I've been here almost seven. and my first five years was a school-based therapist at one of our high schools in another district. And then I transitioned over to the program manager position in this district that I'm at. In the beginning of a pandemic, of course. Wow. Um, so it's been challenging and interesting. Um, my day-to-day tends to be just um, talking and supervising therapists who are seeing kids and helping to guide and focus their journeys with their kids and help them to grow and become better therapists themselves. Um, Then there's always like the admin side of things too. Yeah, I'm sure. It sounds like you stay busy. And and you have some tough conversations with about what kids may be dealing with and as a society. And one of the big topics that we're talking about today is human trafficking. What is human trafficking? Yeah, human trafficking is actually has been um, kind of a passion of mine to talk about and to learn about for a long time. Um, Human trafficking, um, especially in Denver here, we are a huge hub because we have a lot of major highways, the DIA being an international airport, um, people can easily get in and out very quickly. Um, And human trafficking is not only, most people think human trafficking and think sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also um, like job trafficking as well. Um, and it can start at any age, young boys, young girls, even adults. Um, again, sex trafficking being the most common, and typically what happens is people get recruited um, into the sex trafficking world. Um, there's been statistics saying like your runaways, especially teen runaways, it'll take almost 48 hours for police to find them, but traffickers, <coughs> excuse me, traffickers can find them in less than 24 because they just are savvy with social media, they're savvy with other things, um, and they will find these teens and give them what they're looking for. Um, Same with jobs. We have a lot of people who are looking for jobs or who will come to the States or um, are looking for a better life, and it's easy to get wrapped up in a world of, hey, I have this job for you. Let me have your license so I can give you the paperwork and your social security number. I'm going to take this, I'm going to go fill out your paperwork, come with me, I'm going to feed you, I'm going to house you, you're going to do this job for me, right, and it's going to be wonderful, and then you get to the place and it's not what you signed up for, and now I have all of your documentation, I know where who you are, and I'm not going to give it back to you mm-hmm. until you give me what I want. So. The summary of that would be then human trafficking is a recruitment format, an illegal recruitment format where you end up taking 
power away from the individual by their identity or important documents. And then it's a form of enslavement? Basically, yeah. Um, and it can be where these, some like when it comes to job trafficking, um, they can send people out to do jobs. Um, you can see on telephone poles around, even especially downtown Denver, um, want to make $200 cash, call this number for a modeling job. There's that right then and there can be a trafficker on the other end of the line. Yeah, we have this modeling gig, come set up, come over here, we'll get your headshots, mm -hmm. hand them their stuff, and you are walked through the door of a trafficker's office. And you may be able to get out of it just because of how things could go, mm -hmm. um, but they're very savvy. Um, people who put flyers on cars when you're at a big event, like the Broncos game, and you mm -hmm. come out and there's flyers on your cars, those can be done by traffickers. And they have been made to go do that in the cold or the heat or whatever, and all they've gotten for that day is the fact that they got to live. Wow. Um, and, you know, then obviously with the sex trafficking, yeah. they are sent out to do their job, to bring back money, sometimes to recruit other people, um, to steal from other people. And this also goes into your middle schools, your elementaries. Recruitment is a big thing too. It's a big exploitation. It sounds like the avenues of how someone could be trafficked are can come from purely innocent things of I just, I need a job, or hey, I would like to be a model. Maybe I could enter this world, and there are some of those areas where that can happen. Very much so, and um, social media being a huge mm. thing, especially if we have in our young in our young people, right, who maybe don't have as much monitoring, um, and you're on the line talking with somebody you're playing games with. Hey, I think you're beautiful. You would be great at this. We mm. have this modeling gig. You would look great in this ad give me your information, that kind of thing. So not only are they just like your, na I hate to say natural sexual predators out there, mm. but they're traffickers out there as well. Um, so also within, especially our teens, um, we have our LGBTQ plus um, mm. society who, when maybe they come out to their families and their families turn their backs on them mm. and they need somebody to go to, traffickers will find them and they will bring them in and they will pretend to love them right away and pretend to want to be their family and accept them. And really all they want to do is exploit them. Um, and already we have our youth who are dealing with many, many mental health issues already due to could be traumatic events when they were younger. Our, what we call our big traumas and our little traumas could be just natural changes in our lives, moving, um, divorces, things like that, that our um, youth are getting adjusted to. Um, and then we have our familial things, right? If we don't feel like we are connected and we are feeling loved by our own family, we will seek that out, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then when you have somebody who's saying, come here, I'll do that for you, it's very easy to walk into that and not know how to get out. So what you're sharing, Laura, is that through some, like a risk factor could be if you're isolated, excluded, 
you're more vulnerable for exploitation. But also, if you're generally, maybe if your mental health is impacted through isolation or depression or any other type of thing, that could actually be a risk factor into trafficking. Absolutely. Risk factors, um, some other risk factors for trafficking could be just a low economic status. You could be somebody who is just doing their best to try to help your family and wanting to make some extra money. You could be that sophomore in high school who wants to buy, get their own car so that they could help make some money for their family. It could be um, gender identity, sexual orientation. It could be the fact that I don't play sports and I'm bored, so I run the streets. Substance abuse, um, looking for drugs on the street. Yeah, you know, let me get you this what you need and I'll give you this in return. The uh, other risk factors can be just where you live. It could be the crowd you run with. Um, and then on the opposite side of that, they're not only just being exploited, being trafficked, there's this other part that's called recruitment. Mm. And that's another facet, if you will, of trafficking. And that's where these traffickers take these, we'll just say teens, um, and they're in their own schools. They're going to school every day. They're doing their thing. And the whole time, they're befriending other people to bring them into their world. And they don't necessarily want to, but that's, they have to because if they don't, these traffickers can say, I know where you live. I know who your parents are. Mm. Um, and they can be very threatening. They can threaten to kill them, murder them. Um, some other um, signs of these things are if your, your kids start coming home with things that you didn't buy them, a new cell phone, new shoes, things that you know your kid doesn't You're work. Like, how did you get that? Very yeah. much so, yeah. Um, for recruitment especially, it's those kids who are always at school but never in class. Um, they tend to get those truancy calls, right? And then they start getting trespassing tickets, but yet they continue to go back to the school, even though they know the risks of getting arrested because their traffickers are sending them back to school. And it's either you go back to school and get the ticket and, and possibly get arrested, or I hurt your family. Wow. And so how do we then know the difference? I mean, how would we know if, so, if someone's trying to be my friend or if they're trying to recruit me for a trafficking scheme? I think sometimes you have to go with your gut, right? You have to look at their family. You have to also, you have to have conversations with them. I think as our teenagers and as us adults, as therapists, mm -hmm. we have to be able to be the voices to tell them and empower our teens to say, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about our friendship. You, this doesn't feel right. And to get the word out there about what these risks look like, what these risk factors look like, what these red flags are so that they can say, wow, like, yeah, I do know that Vanessa every day has always worn Vans and all of a sudden she comes in with these like Air Jordan 1s all of a sudden and where'd you get those? And you're like, my new friend gave them to me and your new friend creeps me out, Vanessa, you know, mm. and I don't want to hang out with you and it's okay to not. And being direct if we see some of those concerns. Yeah. Sounds like that's yeah. helpful. And to be able to tell an adult. Um, human trafficking um, and being able to advocate for that has 
become more and more popular in the sense of being able to advocate advocate for it and there's national hotlines now if you are in a major airport or even at almost every hotel now um, they're in their pamphlet is a phone number on the back side of the doors in the airports are you being traffic are you being hurt are you being asked to do things you're not there's a phone number there um, there's the word is out there uh, and just call. If you don't know, call. People will come out and they will assess the situation. They will ask the questions from human trafficking um, hotline and they can assess that and they can help to reel our kids and our adults back in to get them out of those situations. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good to know that there's a hotline on there and we'll make sure to add it here today that there are people and there are systems to help protect kiddos, individuals, adults that might be being trafficked. Yeah. So with everything we've talked about, Laura, I guess my question for you is, as a society, as a community, what can we do to help stop this? I think one of the things is just getting the word out. Making, and we talk all of the time about don't drink and drive, right? We talk all the time about Getting an Uber if you're gonna like you know don't text and drive right. Getting an Uber, safe rides. Um, we talk all of the time about reducing the stigma for suicidality. Um, you know national hotlines for that. I think it's just really getting the word out about what are the red flags. What is it? Um, I don't really want to use the word normalizing because I don't ever want human yeah. trafficking to be normal. I want it to be yucky. I want it to feel bad, but I also want people to know what it is enough to where it's, they can say, I don't, I might want to call and because I have concerns. Just like as a therapist, I would call because I had to make a report about a child abuse or a neglect case or an adult abuse or neglect case. I would want eventually down the road for there to be a mandate to have the same kind of concerns to be able to call about those same things. So the more we know, the more we help each other and can identify those red flags that we see. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you I feel definitely uncomfortable, not because of talking with <laughs> you, but the topic is just, it's its kind of scary to think about. It is. It's definitely scary to think about. Um, and I remember going to my very first um, training here at work and the honestly the hairs on the back of my neck stood up not only as a therapist but as a mom and I went home and I think I had a very long conversation with my children and um, became a very big advocate from there and have a very long conversation and I think that's one thing you can do at home is have those conversations if you're worried about having conversations that your kids won't listen they do they very much listen to those conversations and they hear these things as well. Um, best time, in my opinion, to have a conversation with a kiddo is get them in the car. They can't get out while you're driving with them, so have the hard conversations <laughs> while you're driving down the road. I've never heard that. That sounds pretty brilliant. Yeah, yep. just turn the radio down, drive, and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Any last things we, I haven't asked you about, Laura, that you think we should make sure to bring up before we wrap up? Nope. Um, no, I think uh, January typically is Human Trafficking Month, so when that month comes around, you can always usually find a lot more information online. You can always um, Google combating human trafficking um, and see what comes up from there. 
Awesome. Well, thank you, Laura, so much for your time and talking about this topic that probably is not the most fun to talk about, but it is important to acknowledge, hey, like if someone may be struggling with their mental health, there could be at risk for human trafficking and, and there's other factors that could influence, but human trafficking's a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, Laura. For yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Reach for Wellness. You can get connected on our website at communityreachcenter.org. There you will find information on how to get connected to our social media pages as well. And you can follow us on there and stay tuned for a future episode of Reach for Wellness. Thanks and talk to you next time.